Hey y'all, this is Bud Elliott of SB Nation Recruiting. You can follow me on Twitter at SBN Recruiting. And this is the SB Nation College Ball Recruiting Podcast. Uh, we have this boring name because everybody took all the creative ones on go. Let's dig into a couple top recruiting topics, including uh, some top commitments from the month of April, including last weekend. Down in Coral Gables, uh, Miami also strapped Brevin Jordan, took his unofficial visit to the Hurricanes, committed shortly thereafter. Uh, one of the top tight ends in the country. I had a chance to see him already this year. Really physically impressive looking guy. Six foot three, 257 pounds. You can tell he hits the weight room hard, pretty yoked up. Did you know Brevin Jordan, one of only three players at the Nike opening to weigh in at more than 240 pounds and run a 40-yard dash in under five seconds? He ran a 4.84. I think the testing times that day were somewhat slow, uh, obviously, with only three players uh, in a very athletic group running under a five-second 40. Uh, Jordan, you know, not, not necessarily great length, but I think he offers uh, – Premium upside as an elite level H-back who's also willing uh, to get out there and block. Um, Miami certainly has shown that they can take advantage of that throughout its history. Also, Mark Rick's history with tight ends is excellent as well. And, and I think that that combination of Rick's tight end usage and Miami's tight end history has created a nice uh, perfect storm, if you don't mind the pun down there, when it comes to tight end recruiting. Excellent job by Miami to get him in. Uh, they beat out UCLA couple other schools who really wanted him, but ultimately he was very interested in Miami once he actually showed that he was going to take the visit down there on his own dime. Uh, I think that really tipped his hand a little bit that he was very interested in them, and he does pull the trigger. Miami picked up uh, Cleveland Reed, a offensive guard from Lakeland, Florida. Cleveland Reed is a throwback player. I mean, he's a big dude, 6'3", 320. Maybe a little more. Uh, good feet. I don't know if he has great feet, but but good feet for his size. He is nasty. Great power. Loves to pancake people. Just a, a guy who I think is going to be extremely effective in the run game, and and just a just a damn good football player. You know, I I, I think he has a very high floor uh, at his ceiling. I guess we'll see. Maybe not the longest player in the world. Not the biggest. Not the tallest. But loves to hit. Uh, Rated as a, a top 10 guard nationally already, uh, and I, I think that's certainly deserved. Uh, very impressed with Cleveland Reed. Miami now with the number one class in the country still. Uh, 16 commitments, so they are, are very uh, – they're, they're loading up quickly. 12 of the 16 commitments right now are rated four stars or better. They have a five-star in Lorenzo Lingard. Uh, they have a guy in Josh Job at corner who I think – Potentially could be a five-star type. A nice collection of four-stars as well with the aforementioned Brevin Jordan, receiver Brian Hightower, uh, Mark Pope. We'll see about our Arthur uh, Arthur Uh But, you know, he certainly has some potential upside with his physical tools. He hasn't put it all together yet on the field. And I like, I like guard Cleveland Reed, who I already discussed, and uh, Cameron Davis, running back, who uh, I think is – is a very solid player uh, and could be the star in, in several other classes if they didn't already have running back uh, Lorenzo Lingard. So great job here by Miami to start the year. Obviously have to keep uh, showing some progress on the field, win some more football games uh, to keep these kids. We, we've seen 
We've seen teams in previous years get out to big starts, uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State, et cetera, only to have the, the recruiting class kind of fall apart because they weren't able to back up the offseason hype with the actual in-season performance. But I do believe Miami is different than Kentucky and Mississippi State, obviously. I think you all probably do. A long-expected pickup for Nebraska is Brendan Radley-Hines out of the IMG Academy, originally from California, I believe, a four-star cornerback. Really top-level prospect, I think. Most people had expected him to go to Nebraska for quite a while. It's not sure exactly how much some of the in-state schools in Florida were recruiting him, but certainly an interesting prospect. Now. Currently rated as the number five corner in the country and the number 35 player in the country on the 247 Sports uh, composite. Looking at that, though, I, you know, he's listed at 5'10", 183, but, but Nike measured him in at 5'8 and a half, 176. I, I have a hard time seeing a guy 5'8 and a half at corner um, with his, his testing numbers and whatnot as that, that level of player, but I do still think that he is, you know, one of the 15 best corners in the country. I don't, I don't think he's a top five corner nationally. I think he is certainly a, a top 150 player from what I've seen so far. And that's a great get for Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska is doing a very good job uh, recruiting this year. Got to like the guys they're bringing in. Um, certainly the, the best class quality-wise in the Big Ten West so far. They have the Northwestern, I think, has the top class by, by numbers. But a lot of that is just based on quantity. At this point, um, you know, and, and Nebraska, Nebraska wasn't done. They went out to California, where, they, where they've been doing very, very recent, you know, very well recently. Calabrasca, uh, kind of little hashtag phrase they've been using, and they get Manny Allen out, out of Corona, California, Centennial. 6'1", 179 pounds. You know, Manny Allen really impressed me at the. Los Angeles Nike opening where, where I was able to see him. He caught a bunch of passes all day and, and was just consistently getting open, catching the ball. I think he's a great addition to Nebraska's offense. Um, currently rated the number 161 player in the country, the number 31 receiver. I, th I think that's probably appropriate. I, I think he'll stick around that level. This is a pretty good year uh, for receivers across the country, and, and, and Nebraska got them. Next up, Ohio State strikes twice. Uh, they had their spring game over the weekend. First with Max Ray out of Franklin, Tennessee. I think most people expected this for a while as well. Uh, spring games oftentimes are not not always a chance for surprise commitments. Uh, a lot of times it, it's that, that's the, the, the time where a lot of their, their leans come up to the games and, and they end up committing. Uh, six foot, six and a half, 289. You know, that's not huge for a tackle with with the weight. Obviously, the, the, the frame and the length is quite good. But, you know, Ray's an, an excellent player, uh, good quickness. Uh, I think that's somebody who Ohio State is very happy to get. Uh, former Georgia commit, Max Ray, by the way, uh, decommitted back in March, took visits to uh, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Tennessee, LSU, kind of re reconsidered his options and ultimately felt that Ohio State was the best for him. And Ohio State 
finished with the number two recruiting class in the country last year, uh, second only to Alabama. Yet, you know, Ohio State's class would have been the number one class in several other years, and it was limited only uh, by, by class size limitations, not by uh, in any amount of, of quality limitation. They Basically, everybody they signed in that class is a star. Uh, and this year, they're, they're rolling right along. Teron Vincent, the number one defensive tackle in the country. Emory Jones, number two, number two dual threat quarterback in the country. Uh, Jaden Woodbay is a top 30 national player so far, according to the rankings. Jalen Gills is a nice all-purpose back, another four-star. Max Ray, another four-star. Brian Sneed, a running back from, from down here by me in Florida, from Armwood, another four-star. And then they pick up a kid from Oklahoma, the number two or number two player in the state of Oklahoma, another top 100 guy, Josh Proctor from Owasso, Oklahoma. A lot of people thought he was going to Oklahoma. He gets up there for that spring game visit, falls in love with the Buckeyes, pulls the trigger. Number seven safety in the country, six foot two, 190 pounds. That's excellent size. Uh, balled out at the Nike opening in Dallas. That's a great gift for Ohio State, and, and, and the Buckeyes, no three stars so far in their class. And, and I always tell folks, hey, don't don't pay attention to the rankings too much early, but this is still fairly impressive. Uh, seven commits, Ohio State going to be gunning again for probably that you know top three class range. Excellent start for the Buckeyes. Clemson, as we had told you in the past, was going to happen. They do get Xavier Thomas. Defensive end from South Carolina playing his, his final high school season at the IMG Academy. But 6'3", 263, tremendous power, good quickness for that size, uh, rated as the number two national player. I don't know if he'll end up there. Uh, you don't typically see the shorter, not shorter, but he's, he'm not you know super long. He's not 6'5", not 6'6". Six, six, six. You don't typically see those guys end up as the number one or number two rated player in the country. But I, I think... There's almost no chance that he drops out of the top 10 as rankings get adjusted. Pretty clearly at this point, the number one defensive end from what we've seen so far on the camp and, and combine circuit and, and based on junior film. Number one at his position, number one in the state of Florida or in South Carolina. I think either. Those are both accurate. Uh, and a great get for Clemson. I don't want to say he led South Carolina on because South Carolina certainly recruited him hard. And I think did a good job recruiting him, but let's face it. South Carolina is just not a, a program of, of Clemson's caliber, and Clemson is the defending national champion. The only limit on that recruiting class, and I have a, an article coming out about this, is going to be uh, class size. How many can Clemson take? But Xavier Thomas fits right into that defense, maybe in the, the, the Daquan Bowers mold. Um, was a really good player for them several years back. I like Xavier Thomas a whole lot. Casey Thompson, quarterback uh, out of Southmore uh, High School in Moore, Oklahoma. Um, Dual threat kid, commits to Texas over a number of other offers, rated as a top 10 dual threat quarterback nationally. I spent some time at a coaching clinic uh, this uh, this spring with Tom Herman, and he talked about what he wanted to see in a quarterback. And it was interesting. At Texas, the quarterback doesn't call the cadence, doesn't call the protections, doesn't do a lot of that stuff that you would think, hey, is part of the quarterback's job. A lot of it comes from the sideline and actually the center. Um does a lot of the cadence stuff. So that, that that's interesting to me. They also, you know, pretty rarely huddle uh, and are a tempo team. And they, they really value that quarterback mobility, getting that 11th man in the run game, which frees up an extra blocker. 
makes the defense account and, and simplifies coverages. All those things are quite prevalent in the college game, and, and Texas wanted the kid who can really run around, but who can also throw. And I think Casey, I think Casey Thompson fits that profile quite well. Then a name that I think you all will probably recognize, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Yes, uh, you are old. <laughs> Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, is the son of Asante Samuel Sr., the four-time Pro Bowler for the New England Patriots, uh, two-time Super Bowl winner, also played for the Eagles, and uh, I forgot the other team he played for, maybe the Falcons. Rated as a uh, top 15 corner nationally, uh, number 114 in the country overall. Now, not a big guy, 5'9 and a half, 166 pounds. And to be honest, the speed is good, but but not great. But what he does what he does have is exceptional agility, great change of direction, excellent quickness, awesome technique for a high school kid, as I think you would expect from a, a guy who's whose dad was a great technician uh, and who also plays for St. Thomas Aquinas High School, at which you receive really good coaching. Um, and he has some great instincts. He's always around the football. He's block. If you watch his film, he's blocking kicks. He's making picks. He's stripping the ball. He's, he's leaving his man to go, to, to go make a play on somebody else because he's reading what's happening at the offense is doing that. That's a nice commitment for Fork state. And like Michigan, FSU is one of those schools that is very picky about quarterback or cornerback height. They, they almost never take short corners. Uh, I mean, the guys who are under five ten who I can think of, Greg Reed, which was actually back before Jimbo Fisher started there, Marcus Joyner, Nick Wasom, who had an okay career, and then Levante Taylor, who was the number one corner in the country two years ago. That That's it. Assuming Samuel sticks, and I, I think he will, uh, that would be the fifth corner they've signed in nine signing classes who was 5'10 or shorter. That's pretty impressive. They pretty rarely make those exceptions. All right, then Iverson Clement out of uh, Mount Holly, New Jersey, regional school. Check this out. This kid's a running back, rated in the top 250 nationally. He's actually named after Allen Iverson. And where did he commit? Florida Gators. Nice job there uh, by Juwan. A great recruiting pickup for them on, on the coaching trail. And uh, pretty good size, six foot, buck 90, buck 95, depending on where you look. I like that. April has been, you know, not not super busy for commitments. We're seeing some happen as kids visit for spring games. What we have coming up, though, is the evaluation period. Michigan picked up a six two and a half corner. Uh, pretty nice, nice, nice job there. Uh, Wolverines are one of the teams that really value length at the corner spot. They grabbed uh, Benjamin St. Juice last year, but Miles Sims out of Westlake there, Westlake High School in Atlanta. Uh, it's produced a lot of talent in the past, and they continue to do so here. Uh, Miles Sims rated as the number 133 overall player and the number 17 corner. Um, interesting, just the number 14 player in Georgia. I, I think that shows you just how loaded the state of Georgia is for this year, but but he's, he's a damn good football player uh, and, and a guy who I think has, has a bunch of upside. Um, he may be even a better prospect than he is player at this point in his career. UCLA also picked up uh, Cameron Jones. He's a safety out of, out of Mansfield, Texas. Beats out a number of other top schools for him, a, a top 250 player nationally. That's a great get for UCLA. And this is really a pivotal year 
I think for UCLA on the field, last year was sort of derailed with the change in offensive coordinator that turned out to be a disaster, along with uh, star quarterback Josh Rosen getting injured. This is the year they have to cash it in. I have to think Rosen is a likely early pro candidate after the season. Can't see him sticking around there. They have got to turn some of this recent good recruiting into better results if they want to keep recruiting at a high level and not have kids start to believe that they don't do anything with the players that they get. Uh, I think they actually have a shot to do so. UCLA may be a little bit better than people think this year, especially with with the quarterback that they have. Uh, And and Cameron Jones, certainly for the long term, a guy with with nice cover skills. I mean, six foot, a buck 87. I think he can play down in the box some, but you can also put him down over a slot. I'm impressed by that commitment. College coaches can now go around and go to spring practices. They can go to spring games. They can go to jamborees. They can go visit a, a player at his school and check in on his grades. They can talk to his coach. They can do all that, all that stuff. Um, but I, I think that's that's something that, well, you're going to see a lot more offers flying out. As schools sort of reset their recruiting board this spring, um, This is this is a good thing. Couple other notes here. Uh, the tenth assistant coach rule passed by the NCAA. That's really going to affect how things are shaken up. Uh, apparently, the NCAA has banned two a days, so I don't know what to make of that necessarily. Um, and. Uh, High school coaches, I I wrote about this this week as well, or Richard Johnson did for us. High school coaches are now really going to find it tough to get a job with colleges. If you are a college and you want to hire a high school coach, you cannot hire him if you have recruited a player uh, that he's associated with within the previous two years, or, or signed a player, rather. And if you do hire him, you cannot assign a player from his school for the next two years. That's a hugely punitive penalty, unless you were actually putting him in a true spot on your coaching staff, so one of the ten, ten, one of the ten assistant spots. That, to me, is pretty crazy. Um, now, hires that were made this this uh, this winter are, are, are grandfathered in, but Gus Malzahn was a high school coach. Jeremy Pruitt was a high school coach. Auburn's current offensive coordinator, Chip Lindsey, was a high school coach. There are numerous guys who have high school coaching experience, and now it's going to be so much tougher to move up. Um, I, I think this is a bad move. It's also one that's going to increase, not decrease, the amount of sort of the undesirable third parties who may not have the recruits' best interest at heart. I don't like that. Why are these you know kind of shady mentors being given more power in the recruitments as opposed to the high school coach? That that seems silly. All right, we're going to end the podcast with a discussion that I had uh, last Friday with SB Nation's Alex Kirshner. Uh, Alex was in the airport um, traveling to Chicago, and as such, the audio quality was really not 
up to our normal standards. However, I think I was able to salvage part of it, uh, and I hope that you'll enjoy, but please note that the drop in audio quality is due to, uh, obviously we're recording at different times and, and not our normal recording setup, and that's why I'm putting this at the end of the podcast. So uh, very much thankful for Alex joining us, even though he was traveling uh, on his off day, and we'll have him back on again uh, to talk to you about recruiting soon. You were in Cleveland recently. I was. How did that go? Uh, it was an interesting camp. Um, so this was one of the Nike opening regionals. Um, I guess there are about a dozen of those or so scattered all around the country. Um, saw some good players there. And, you know, you see, I think, Bud, when you go to these camps, you know, in Florida and in parts of the South, you see – uh, a lot of the best athletes in the country, a lot of the best wide receivers, running backs are, are happen to be located in the South. Um, I think this camp had a lot of good linemen. Uh, Jackson Carmen, the number one offensive tackle in the country uh, for 2018, who's probably going to Clemson or maybe Ohio State. I got the impression Clemson might be a bit ahead there. Uh, he was there. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, four-star Michigan commit, was there. Uh, Tyreek Smith, a four-star defensive end, who is a mountain of a kid, just absolutely cut um, and looks looks ready to play in the SEC tomorrow if he wants to. Uh, he was there, uh, a couple of a couple of solid linebackers too. Um, Jesse Lucetta from Penn State was there, and I, I only saw a bit of him, um, but he looked like a great athlete and looked, looked pretty big too. I think he'll be a pretty early contributor there. Uh, a couple of good quarterbacks, uh, Theo Day, who's committed to Michigan State, was there. Uh, Phil Jerkovic, I believe I'm pronouncing that last name correct. He's from, he's from Pittsburgh, where I'm from. Um, the Notre Dame commit was there. So some good players. Fun to watch. Absolutely, man. Uh, who who was the best player there, in your opinion? Like, the, the guy who had the best day? You know, this is this was interesting. Um, I think the best, you know, the best player, you know, common sense would say that that was is Jackson Carmen, who's a, the five-star offensive tackle. And he, he looks, looks smooth and looked good. Um, the player that I thought really dominated the camp the most, and in, in, at least in one-on-one reps, uh, was a center, Tyrone Sampson, uh, who is the, I believe he's the number two center in the country um, on the composite. And he's a good player, but he hasn't collected or hadn't collected uh, a ton of Power 5 offers. Uh, I think when I spoke with him, he had offers from Kentucky, Syracuse, Louisville, and Virginia, I believe. I, th- I think he got Indiana the other day. Uh, and has gotten Minnesota too. And I think just in the last couple of days, I think he had Kentucky as well previously. Um, I thought he was great. He was, he was ragdolling kids uh, and then smiling about it and then going right back into the, uh, into the one-on-one lineman reps that they do and just continually not being beat um, and really authoritatively throwing people to the ground. Um, so I was impressed with him. And I, I'll say that it's, it's kind of tough to evaluate a lot of these camps, especially linemen, because um, you know, you're not wearing pads linemen the most physical position in the sport and, you know it's really just hand checking and and skill moves trying to beat people uh but he was he was extremely impressive i really liked him a lot and it's great to see that level of body control for a, a bigger athlete at that age yeah. you know it, it defensive Absolutely. linemen should dominate these drills and offensive linemen um you know are at a huge time disadvantage so who who you talked about who impressed you the most who surprised you the most? Surprised me the most. Um, it's it's hard to say 
that I was, you know, you, you try not to be too surprised by anything at these camps because you don't see a lot of these players on a day-to-day basis. Um, I think I was surprised a little bit um, by the, the the sheer numbers of receivers who have played really similar games. And, you know, there, there were a few receivers there who were standouts. You know, Joseph Skates, um, who has an Alabama offer, um, and all of the offers that you would expect that would come with that. I mean, he looks, you know, he's obviously a standout, bigger, faster. Um, LaChristian Smith um, has a bunch of SEC offers as well, including Alabama. He didn't play. He was there. But I think beyond that, I was, I was kind of surprised um, not to see a whole lot of, you know, not, not a whole lot of exciting talent um, at receiver and really at the skill positions in general. Um, Tavion Thomas is a great running back who was there. Um, Elijah Collins, a couple of Midwestern running backs who, who I really like, but I didn't, I didn't feel like there was um, a great amount of uh, running back and receiving talent, and um, you know, to some degree, to some degree, you, you know, you don't expect that at any camp. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's hard to find great players anywhere. Um, but yeah, I didn't, not not to not to say that there weren't great players, but I, I definitely get the sense. I think even more than most years, and I, I think a look kind of down the national recruiting rankings beyond the camp kind of gels with this opinion. Um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of excellent skill, you know, excellent skill position talent coming out of the Midwest. I didn't see a lot at this camp. I think that great linemen, a um, couple of good quarterbacks, but I, I think in those, those have been mid- Midwestern recruiting strengths um, for a long time. I think you might see that amplified this year. Very cool, man. I, I know you got to uh, get to your gate, but that was a good update. Um, and we will be talking more soon. So well, have, a great, uh, have a great weekend. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. All right. Take care, Alex.